When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there, welcome to the Tag Republic podcast. The following episode is an audio recording from a live broadcast we did on our Facebook page. During the chat, you will hear questions from the audience and even shout outs we give to the people that attended. If you want to be a part of the live broadcast, please make sure you follow us on Facebook so you don't miss a thing. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited. While we wait for people to join us and for this thing to go live, I just want to give a huge shout out to the photographers that have joined me on Patreon, where I'm creating branding, uh, blogging, marketing, and business-related tutorials. So thank you so much for being a part of the community. And this is it. Let's go live with Crystal Veronica. We're going to talk about inclusion and why this is so important. So Crystal, what about you? Introduce yourself. You tell us what you do and what kind of photography do you do? Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm Crystal. My middle name is Veronica, but my uh, business is Crystal Veronica Photos. I uh, live in San Francisco, um, actually in the city, um, but I photograph all over the Bay Area and beyond. Um, I think it's important to also mention that I have a full-time day job at a university from Monday through Friday, so this is something I do on the side. It's also my passion, as I'm sure it is for many of you. Um, and in regards to photography, I primarily focus on shooting LGBTQ uh, people of uh, LGBTQ folks and people of color um, because that is what uh, my community is. Um, so yeah, I always feel, you know, as I'm sure many photographers do more connected to, you know, people shooting people who have similar interests, um, similar lived experiences. There's just a different sense of connection that I feel, and um, it allows me, I believe, to do my best work. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much who I am and what I do. Um, yeah. Well, we're super excited to have you. Your work is beautiful, uh, but also you have been doing like this kind of like chats in the community, in the industry. I hear an echo. I hope you guys don't hear it. Uh, when we hold on a second, I think it's oh technology. <laughs> well, we're there you go. So uh, you have been chatting about inclusion in different platforms, and I think uh, it's important. I don't know if it's because the times that we're in or just because, I guess, as you know, society, we're changing a little bit and we're talking about 
different topics that are important not only for us as human beings, but for our businesses. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't even realize that I was, you know, talking about um, inclusion in particular. Um, however, um, I realized that by choosing a specific focus um, and, you know, being, um, you know, deciding who I was, first of all, and what I believe is important for me in my life and um, who I support, the communities I support, um, in doing so, I realized that, um, you know, like my focus is now seen as, you know, you know, promoting inclusivity and diversity. And I mean, that is important to me. So I guess without realizing it, I was already doing that. <laughs> That's super sweet. So let's go back a little bit and let's define what is inclusion. Okay. What does it mean to be inclusive in your business? Yes. So, I mean, it, I'm going to put out the caveat that I'm definitely not the expert, <laughs> but I can speak to um, what I believe things are. And um, yeah, so let's start there. Uh, I believe that inclusion is about um, being open to um, including diverse groups and people. If, since we're talking specifically about business and, you know, photography, um, you know, like opening up your photography business to include and highlight and promote and work with um, varying groups of people, whether that's um, within queer communities, people of color, different religious, um, you know, backgrounds, um, even economic, you know, differences, all of that. Um, yeah. So I think that in regards to business, um, I think I'm inclusive by working with varying groups of people. So I like what you said that you give like this little disclaimer that, oh, I'm not an expert, but I want, <laughs> you know, everybody to know that this conversation is kind of like from the heart. Uh, we're trying to just bring some light into a topic that can be difficult to talk about for people or can be, you know, I, people might not know how to approach it. And it's just like conversation, a light conversation where perhaps like after you listen to this podcast or you watch this, you evaluate where you are in your business and, you know, think about it. And keep right? the conversation going. Exactly. Yeah. And keep the conversation going. So I like what you said about inclusion. I think that um, sometimes uh, when we're running a business, it's not like our, like, it doesn't come like as a, like, a, oh, like a, like a question, you know, we, we, we worry about like, are we doing our marketing? Are we doing nice things for our clients? But we don't ask ourselves, are, am I being inclusive? Mm -hmm. Am I, is my website welcoming people of, you know, different backgrounds, different, you know, walks of life? What am I doing to be a little bit more inclusive? And I like that you touch on the topic that this is who you are as a person. Like you, in your personal life, you're inclusive. Yes. Like you relate to other people. You have empathy. You have sympathy. So I think that's kind of like the core of like even for your business, especially in something as what's the word that I'm looking for? Like intimate as photography. Yes. That you need to like carry that, you know, kind of like worldview into your business. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that also specifically in being a creative, um, you know, I think that people who define themselves as creatives tend to, um, you know, do and create and, and work with, you know, things that um, are 
important to them as people um, that have a lot of their, you know, that they're passionate about. Um, which is why I got into photography. I found this, you know, passion for, you know, documenting, especially like family and, and family stories. Um, while I do do mostly weddings, I do believe that weddings are about the beginning of family and merging families. So, um, I think that, yeah, as creatives, we find our, you know, passions and we kind of run with that. And in this regard, it's, you know, in regards to photography. Um, so yeah, I think that, um, at my core, um, you know, my core beliefs are working with and being a, a light and a voice for the communities that I'm within. And so by doing that, I mean, by doing photography, I, I feel like I can do that in a small way. Do you think that the wedding industry or the photography industry is lacking a little bit in conversations about being inclusive or lacking, as a matter of fact, on being inclusive with other communities, other, you know, different walks of life, things like that? Yeah, 100%. I, I believe that. I think that many of us, um, even actually recently, I've noticed that uh, hashtag on Instagram, <clears throat> moments over mountains, you know, like so many photographers like post all these grandiose photos of weddings, you know, taking place in Yosemite. And um, while they're gorgeous images, I think that um, what's important is um, like for me is not about, you know, getting, um, you know, skinny white models um, in front of mountains. <laughs> like I, I think that we're oversaturating the industry with that imagery. And um, it's important to me to disrupt that narrative and to create images for people who probably don't normally see themselves, um, you know, on Instagram, in social media, on TV, you know, like all these avenues where it's just, um, you know, like one type of person. And yet there are so many different histories that we're failing to uh show um, and document. So as I think an industry, I do think that we can do much better in, you know, promoting even um, at like conferences or retreats, promoting speakers that are, have shared, have different histories or people of color. Um, I do know that I've, you know, spoken at a couple of retreats this in 2018, I was going to say this past year, mm -hmm. I guess it's last year now, um, where a lot of conversation was happening around, you know, the lack of black women uh, photographers and having their voices at the table. So um, I think that we definitely need to make room for a lot more diverse photographers that will then hopefully shape the narrative into um, different ways, different conversations and, you know, cause people to, you know, get uncomfortable and realize that, you know, being in, in an uncomfortable space is where we're all going to grow. I like that a couple, uh, I guess maybe since the last two years or, or in the past two years, we have seen a lot of wedding blogs coming up with that are like very inclusive. They're showing, you know, different types of brides, alternative brides, brides that are, you know, what we don't see in like mainstream. And I think that's important because it, everybody gets married. And yeah. as I said, like, you know, like if you take a look at a magazine and you don't see it yourself in the magazine, like, like uh, that's not cool. 
That's mm-hmm. not nice because everybody gets married. And actually, I just saw this. I'm sure you saw the news about this store in London. I think it was like a bridal shop. And they put a mannequin on a wheelchair. Oh, um, yes, I did. I thought it was such a... I mean, I thought it was really nice because the whole story was that because this woman that was walking by that she uses a wheelchair, she saw that and she was like, oh my God, first time ever in my life that I see this. And she went inside and she talked to the owner and the owner was like, it never even occurred to me. Like, I just did it because I thought like anybody would get married and I just wanted to showcase that on my shop. So like even this shop owner without even probably thinking that she was going to go viral, she did something because she is her worldview. She's like, I want to serve all kinds of rights. Yeah, without- I mean- Clearly, like representation is important. Representation matters. Um, I know that if like in in my personal life, I decide to or I have decided to um, work with and employ um, women of color, people of color, queer folks whenever I possibly can. So let's say I was I'm already married, but let's say if I was you know, planning a wedding now, I would definitely choose to, um, you know, seek out vendors who represent those communities and are, are also members of those communities. But I also do that in my everyday life. So um, I think I tell this to everyone, like I ro- role model that by deciding to, you know, work with a personal trainer who's a person of color. My, my doctor, my primary care physician is a woman of color. My dentist is a black woman. Um, yeah, I, I definitely am going to continue on that route. So if ever I'm looking for, you know, uh, working with people or seeking out advice or help, I'm definitely going to be looking toward those communities because, um, you know, like I want to promote and help and work with people who are not usually the people that, you know, are getting um, the traction or the, the praise or the employment or, you know, in this world or in this day and age, um, the viral, you know, times of social media, like there's not a lot of viral, you know, uh, not a lot of photographers who are people of color or queer folks who are going viral. And I'm, I am seeing a change in that, but I would like to see more of it. I think that, uh, to, I mean, to shine light in people that are doing great. We have Catalysis blog. They are doing a great job about showcasing alternative weddings, people of color, LGBTQ communities. I uh, love them. A lot of that. I love also Rock and Roll Bride. I think that she showcases a lot of, you know, like alternative weddings, things that are different that sometimes we're like, okay, I didn't think that wedding was possible or whatever the case is. Because I think also in inclusion, it, it means involving things that are like different not only kind of like your race, your ethnicity, your religion, but your style, your aesthetic, mm-hmm. something yes. like that. So mm-hmm. I think that's important to uh, to showcase. But let's talk about, for example, because I grew up in Colombia, mm-hmm. uh, in Bogota, to be exact, and we don't have that much diversity in Colombia, especially, I mean, in Bogota, we don't have that much diversity. Okay. And I'm sure there is people that listen to this podcast that live in other countries that they don't have what we have in the United States, which I think I remember when I came here for the first time, I was like amazed to see so many different people and different religions. I had never seen anything like that in my life. Mm -hmm. So what about people that live in communities that are very kind of like sane for everybody, but they still have, I don't know, I'm sure LGBT community exists all over the world. Right. Like what, how could they make their business a little bit more inclusive? Yeah, so actually, I was um, thinking a little bit more about this. We had talked about this a little bit on our um, our first yeah. attempt at this podcast. Yeah. 
And um, I think that this is a question I get asked quite a bit about how, you know, like if, let's say, if I've never shot an LGBTQ wedding, like how can I get into that um, field? And I was actually thinking about it today, especially being on the weekend, you know, today's Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. What a great, um, great day right, to have this podcast. <laughs> um, but also this weekend was the Women's March. And I was thinking about how like in this time, um, and especially with the person that's in the White House right now, um, there's so much room for people to be active. And if that's, um, you know, voicing your opinion on social media, if that's um, talking to your family and friends about your beliefs and, um, you know, like even if I'm talking about like progressive views, let's mm -hmm. say you live in a community that's more conservative and it's, I'm sure not always easy to, um, be that person who stands out and says, you know, actually, I believe that, you know, this, that, and the other thing, um, is important to me. And I believe that, you know, love is love and, you know, whatever the case may be. I think that that gives us an opportunity to reach out, um, to find those other communities who, um, you know, maybe believe you're in your, have your same beliefs. So whether that's, if you're talking about like things on social media and you're like feeling all alone, maybe you're able to like find other people who have your same beliefs and you can reach out to them and then you start partnering up with other folks who are maybe not in your, you know, immediate um, neighborhood or community, I think that it gives us an opportunity for um, for us to grow our friend base, grow our, um, you know, the communities you primarily um, hang out in, um, and to reach out and to find new avenues of ways to like, I don't know, like work with different types of people, whether that's, you know, meeting L new LGBT communities, or if you're not in that community, or if you're, you know, someone who would rather work with varying religious groups, you might be able to, you know, attend a rally or meet new people, um, you know, and, and find the like-minded folks who are interested in what you have to say and your worldviews that will allow you to then work with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, that definitely <laughs> makes sense. Uh, yeah, I like that. We talked last time, we're going to keep saying about our last time, <laughs> we talked about how to make uh, perhaps, because the easiest thing that you can do, like the thing that you can fix today perhaps would be your website, like your contact form, right? Right. Uh, sometimes when we, I mean, the majority of people, when we create our websites and we go to our contact form, especially if we should photograph weddings, we put name of the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. And that's something so simple that we can go and change right now. If you're interested in doing, you know, photographing same-sex weddings, you can just go na your name and your partner's name. True. Something as simple as that, that we can, when people are approaching us or approaching our business, they feel like, okay, it's, it feels easy. It feels like an easy form to fill up, you know, make it uh, nice for them to approach you also. Right. I mean, I think that language is huge on your website um, and your questionnaires and how you're talking to, you know, potential clients and constantly trying to use gender neutral language uh, because I can't, you know, assume anyone's gender, really. Yeah. Um, I actually, you know, like even me, uh, someone who is very active in the LGBTQ community, um, one of my first weddings, I actually made the mistake of 
um, assuming that somebody was a woman and, um, the, you know, they were the very early stages of transitioning from female to male. And instead of just asking the question on my questionnaire, which I do now, um, you know, like I ask for people's preferred pronouns. Um, and at the time I hadn't, so they luckily for me, um, were helpful in my journey, uh, in my business journey to have, they were open, they were ready, ready to have this conversation and say, Hey, actually, you know, this is my preferred pronoun. Um, and then, you know, like I, it gave me an opportunity to think about, um, how I address folks and to not make those assumptions. And then to also include that question on my questionnaire from here on out. So that's, that's a good point too, you know, to have that so easy as a photographer to just kind of like address that in the questionnaire, like, you know, fix it or whatever you need to do. And it can make like a really good impact for the other person to feel like they don't have to cross out like, no, it's not he right. or she or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's always good to have. Uh, I remember a couple of uh, years ago, I was talking to a friend of mine and she, she's a photographer. She was telling me like, oh, I'm going to go on a scout allocation today for this family photo that I'm going to do. And I'm like, oh, that's great. She's like, yeah, they have one of their kids. Um, it's in a wheelchair. And I want to make sure that whatever we go, it's easy for them to access the park, that they're not going to have to carry the kid, even though they can, they could carry it. She wants to make it fun for the kid also doesn't mean like a task for anybody and I thought that was so thoughtful and those are little things that we can really do to make somebody's day better not 100%. only for the kid, but for the parents like how I was like I was like that's so thoughtful like I don't know and then I asked her I'm like how did it go she was like oh my god it was amazing but what they were more impressed was like I took them to a place where they didn't have to kind of like it wasn't it wasn't a task it was like really easy for them and that's what they love the most about the session so right. how simple it is just to make somebody's day, you know? Yeah. I mean, just giving yourself the extra thought, you know, to be like, hey, how can I make this experience better for this family, this couple, you know, this these clients? Um, obviously, is always going to be seen really well on their part. Um, and then hopefully you'll find, you know, other amazing clients from their referrals. Um, because of you going the, the extra mile. The extra mile, yeah, definitely. So going back a little bit to the LGBTQ community, I think there's a lot of photographers right now, as you said, that they wanna, like, it's part of the worldview, they support, they think that love is love, but they haven't had the opportunity to work with a same-sex wedding. And I remember in our, our last conversation, somebody asked, so like, I don't know if I should run kind of like a model call because I don't wanna, I don't wanna do that. I don't know how to approach it. Like. I mean, you, you gave us some amazing points about like, okay, go and be a part, like, go and interact with the community, mm -hmm. right? But what if you, like, would, she mentioned something about a, a model call. Is that something that is frowned upon? Is something that people shouldn't do? Or do you think that, what are the rules here? Or, or what yeah. is the best way to approach this? I mean, I don't know that there are any rules per <laughs> se, but um, I do think you have to ask yourself um, how you're approaching it. Uh, if maybe a year or two ago, Catalyst Wedco, which is the company that you mentioned earlier, they did have an amazing article, um, which I'm happy to try to find and then send you the link to share about tokenism and making sure that you are not tokenizing any, you know, other group. 
Um, and let's define this. Hands. What is tokenizing? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to screw up the definition, but I think you're basically um, using a community um, for your trendy. own right for your own good for your own um i don't know uh like i am thinking in specifically if, in regards to photography i think that it would be an example would be of a photographer who's not engaged in like an lgbt community um is just wanting to highlight going out and finding a an, a queer couple to photograph and to put on their website just for the sake of garnering attention, getting money, um, you know, maybe then working more with queer folks while also not participating in that group, but also not, um, you know, being a voice for that group and, um, you know, like fighting for that group. Um, I know that that particular blog is going to say it way better than I could ever (laughs) Um, explain it, but um, I think that that's the main question is that are you tokenizing a certain group or community? And if that's the case, it's not, that's, you're, then you're not um, doing that well. I think that, um, like I mentioned a little earlier, like you have to really go out and like you need to analyze yourself and figure out what your current, you know, life is like are you interacting and being parts of certain groups are you helping um raise their voices in you know especially when it's you know hard um or when it's not easy to speak out about certain rights um for other groups um are you friends like how's your friend base is your friend group pretty diverse um, I think that that's, that starts like that kind of work starts with yourself and making sure that um, you are actually doing the things in out in the world um, that you believe in and like promoting, you know, different voices, promoting. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the best way I can explain it. But I think that once you've done that work then I think you'll find yourself interacting with different groups, which will then allow you to find those people who are willing to work with you, willing to pay you for your, for your work. Awesome. That sounds amazing. (laughs) I like, I like, I mean, I like the cons. I like the whole thing that you said. I think as we explained before, we mentioned before, pretty much this is taking your worldview into your business. And if Mm -hmm. you are the person that is, you know, you have a diverse group of friends, you respect others, you're kind, pretty much you're nice, then, you know, translate that into your business. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So what about, I mean, we talk about what people could do, something simple as the copy of their website, changing their website. Is there anything else that we can do in our businesses, especially as photographers, to be a bit more inclusive? Um, good question. Um. I mean, I think that going back to like our, when we started talking earlier today, I think that, um, and it's important, like, I think for me, uh, my work and my choice to work with certain groups comes from who I am as a person. And I think that because of that, it's important for me to 
to, to be open about showing who I am on social media who, and, and explaining who I am on my website. Um, I don't ever want someone to come to my website or to say my Instagram and just see like this feed of, um, you know, pretty pictures of people. Um, I, I think it's really important for me to show and to tell and explain who I am as a person um, because I think that we all have a story to tell. Like we're all, um, you know, we all have a background. Um, we all have beliefs that come from, you know, lived experiences. And I think that by sharing who we are and what we believe in, um, it it ends up drawing certain groups and certain people to to you and and drawing those people to support you, especially as a creative person. Um, I think that many times I've seen, you know, like, I don't know, great photographers and I'm like, oh my God, their work is amazing. And it looks like they've got all this, like, you know, they're showing a bunch of diversity in their images. I'm so in love with their work. And then I try to like learn more about who they are and whether that's through Instagram or through their website. And I'm always shocked at how little I know. And then it causes me to kind of stop and think like, okay, well, who is this person? Why are, you know, they showing images, these images um, on their website or on their Instagram? I'm always curious because I feel like there's a bigger story there. And so I think that um, to be uh, or to, to show or to be more inclusive in your business, I think that you always have to start with yourself and um, be open to sharing who you are. I love that. I love that you mentioned Instagram. I love that you mentioned how things seem so curated and beautiful. And then, thank God, I think that we're moving a little bit away from that and that people are starting to need like a little bit more, like really show me who you are. Like mm -hmm. all these beautiful pictures at the end of the day mean nothing. If they're especially super curated, I want to know the person behind the photo. I want to know why you take the pictures the way you do. I want to know why you're showcasing this. I think that's important. And I think that's maybe a work that we need to do in 2019, get a little bit more real in our yeah. um, Instagram. And, you know, especially in the kind of, uh, I don't know, the, the, the lifetime that we're living right now, like there is such a moment to stand up. 100%. And, and you know, be as you said like you don't have to be per se a part of the lgbtq community you can be a heterosexual person that just supports that are gonna show up for that community you don't have to be a person of color to stand up and be like this is not okay i support this community mm -hmm. so it goes to that right you definitely i think i think representation matters but i think that also um you know, being vocal about other communities and supporting other communities and supporting others' fights for equality um, or what have you, I think that's all super important. If I know that, I mean, I have a lot of, you know, obviously photographer friends who are white and, and not queer, um, and yet they're open to being open on their websites, on their social media about, you know, activism and social justice. And that is so important to me because it doesn't show me that they, um, you know, just show pictures of, you know, diverse groups, but it shows me that they actually care about 
who I am as a friend and, um, you know, like working with and supporting those types of groups as well. So yeah. 100%. Definitely. So a lot of, uh, things here that we shared today for people to think about, to consider, to do a mental check. Where do you stand? What do you want to go with your business? What do you want to do as a person? So I think that was good. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Like I am so happy that you were a part of this conversation today. Super glad that we were able to do this for the second time. So yeah. Thank you. So thank to you. lighting up the conversation a little bit, what is something that you are currently loving right now? Oh gosh, something that I'm currently loving. Um, well, okay, so tomorrow's my birthday in full disclosure. So <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm currently loving birthday donuts because I've had a lot this week. <laughs> well, do yeah. you have like a, like a favor that you like? Like, I don't know, bacon done. I don't know. There probably, are flavors now. <laughs> probably just plain maple anything is, you know, a winner in my book. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So happy birthday happy thank early you birthday. and again thank you so much for doing this i think that we again cover a lot of information if you guys have any questions uh this live will be put into the podcast and we're going to try to find that link for catalysis blog yes. so yes. you guys can you know take a look at it and again if you haven't seen or visited go and visit their website uh their social media i think it's a really good account to follow they should tons of tons of information not only like weddings they share like good articles that it's important that you read and you know start thinking about it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome do we guys have do do we guys oh my god my it's, it's getting that time of the night when i don't know what to think. <laughs> so if there's any questions from people in the audience uh they can just go ahead and ask us now i'm gonna wait for a second or two we have some shout outs in here hold on a oh. second <laughs> we have pq in the house which is posy and she's like, oh, I love you. Uh, I love you, Posey. This is the best. I, I, look who's here. Oh. <laughs> we have fans in the audience. Um, and somebody My here wife. Is, That's my wife. <laughs> saying that, you know, we're showing support. Let's see. And somebody else here was saying that it's not easy, you know, especially when you have a business, I guess, when we were talking about being inclusive or probably showing up for the things that you believe in. Sometimes I know sometimes as business owners, we kind of like take a step back because we think that it's going to be not good for our brand, not good for our business. But going back to the basic, you know, your business is who you are as a person. And if there's things that you believe that are very strong, I believe that you should talk about it. 100%. And I mean, come on, there's like millions of photographers out <laughs> in the world. So um, I'm not a photographer for everyone. And I think that it's important that if, you know, as a client, you're going to get your best uh, images, if you work with someone who you trust 100%, and you um, feel a connection to. So um, if that, if you can find a photographer who's open about who they are, and and uh in their life and in their in their business then you get that connection and as a photographer on the other end it's important for me to tell people who i am be open about who i am because that will attract those types of clients who really want to work with a queer woman of color um so i think it, like it's it's important for me to attract certain groups of people and it's important to repel people who are not my ideal client for sure 
Um, so I think the right people are going to come to you if you um, are open about who you are and what you believe in. Definitely. So where could people find you, Crystal? Okay. <laughs> they can find me on Instagram at C is for Crystal. Totally took that a long time ago from C is for Cookie because back when Instagram started, I just picked up a random name. So C is for Crystal on Instagram and at crystalveronicaphotos.com on the web. Awesome. We do have a last minute question that I think sure. is important to talk. I think we talked about this last time, but we're going to do it again. Um, Monica asks, love this. How do you factor in fees, costs, and inclusivity for clients who with class barriers? That's a great question. And actually, I've been thinking a lot about that recently because um, what I do realize is that as I, the longer I work, um, you know, like my business is doing pretty well and I'm, you know, raising prices as you should as a photographer um, and a business owner. Um, I do think I'll give a shout out to another friend of mine. Her name is Jamie Thrower. She's at Studio 13 Photography um, and she recently uh, moved over to Portland. But I know that she um, does um, something different every year where she has people who might not be able to pay your full fees um, you know, write in and explain their situation. And I think that, I don't know if she chooses like a handful of clients a year or maybe one or two, um, that she, you know, probably takes a lower rate from, so that it's a little more accessible for people with, you know, lower, um, income levels. So I think that there's there's some work that I need to do on that because I've been thinking about this a lot and I don't want to be out of reach for, you know, certain clients, certain uh, people who um, could be a really great fit in working with me and yet maybe can't afford my, you know, web price tag. <laughs> so um, you could do a, a number of things. You could do like, like Jamie does, um, you know, choose a few people a year to write in and um, talk about that or I'm thinking um, maybe even donating a session or two every year by having people apply um, I don't know like I'm I'm definitely opening to talk talking about open to talking a little bit more about this because it's something that has been swirling around my head lately I think there's a couple of organizations out there that you can look into and donate your time I think there is, I don't remember the name exactly, but I know there is one that works with women's shelters. Mm, so you can okay. photograph uh, women in distress that have been in need and give them like a sense of hope, give them some beautiful pictures so they can use, you know, for, you know, whatever their profiles they need. Just give them a day of like where they feel really pampered after going through like a hard time. So I know there is a couple of organizations out there. I just have to like research them again. But again, or you can just do it on your own, as you said, and, you know, do a giveaway or something like that within your community. Mm -hmm. People that you know, maybe, I don't know, in your community that can afford you, but that you think it's going to be great for them to have that experience. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that was a great question to close this today. Yeah. I'm going to let you go so you can go on and start celebrating for your birthday. Continue eating donuts. Uh, <laughs> say hello to Magdalena, which is your dog. Will do. <laughs> and thank you again for doing this. Thank you for everybody that joined us live. You guys were amazing. And I'll catch you, I don't know, very soon with another amazing guest. Yes. Thanks. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for the Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week. 